0: Full of amazing stories. And the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana County. Welcome back
1: to Where We Landed. I am Alicia Hazelwood and I'm excited to have with me some Awesome people again today. We have Scott Miller.
2: Hello, hello. And
1: Iris Brunner. Hey, yo. And Kylie's here. She's just running the board, though, so she's waving with her hands. We have an amazing guest with us today, and Susan Miller. Hi. Welcome, welcome, and we are excited to get into today's show. So I hear that Scott's got some fun questions for us. Yeah, wait, it- oh, can I
2: wait. sneak in? Because uh, I just okay. have to
0: make sure that I celebrate my win just one more time in trivia. Oh my god! In oh. 1978 trivia, I wasn't even born yet, but I won. I won. Okay. Yeah, congrats. Awesome. and beat scott
2: uh-huh. <laughs> everybody beats scott Everybody beat
0: Scott. it's not a, a
2: it's not a good day
1: so, <laughs> it's always a good day I, I
2: asked her if we could actually keep this thing going and nobody wanted to keep playing trivia but um but i have some questions <laughs> maybe here later just get maybe us later. started so um this is would you rather and i'm going to start the first one with alicia so would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall
1: Well, in fairness, since I'm only five foot tall, um, you had to pick the question that had to deal with being short, right? Well, that's
2: what I was thinking. Yeah. Can I like opt into a different question? Yeah, you can, because apparently we've already done that question.
1: (laughs) I was trying so, not to say that on so air. Thank you. We'll, we'll just. I was trying to yeah, save you. Just per- to put clearly, put that we in won't
2: a, edit that out either. But <laughs> would you rather communicate only an emoji or never be able to text it all ever again?
1: Never be able to text it all ever again. Really? Yeah. I hate emojis. Okay. Oh. Which is really kind of a lie. I love emojis, but
0: <laughs> I ahead, prefer okay. to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, I'm choosing emojis because sometimes I just got, I, a conversation just needs to happen quick. Text, text,
2: text. All right, and Susan, how about you? I know we we will introduce you here in just a moment, but what would you say on that one? Is
3: I it, would say emojis too. I love emojis, so I'm always. <laughs> what about <talking> you, Scott? <laughs>
2: um, I would say emojis. I I would like to text a so lot. So
1: I'm the only person that would like to talk to people in person. Well,
0: we. I don't we think it means that. we wouldn't talk to them in yeah. person. It means we're just not willing to give up texting. Oh, okay. I'm that's what, to that's give how up texting. I, that's how I read okay. it. All so. right, here's the next yeah. one. But that's okay. Would, would you, right,
2: this, with spring break? Uh, around the corner. Would you rather lounge by the pool or on the beach? Mm. Susan?
3: I'm a beach girl. So I, yeah, I
0: like the sand. So I like that and too. everything on the beach. Iris, man, that one's really hard. Cause I would do either. I'm not picky at this point, but I am a lazy vacationer. So lounging was my word. Yeah. <laughs> I- so I'm not picking, I don't know. Both. I pick both. Can I do that? Oh, Kylie's shaking her head at me. Fine. I'll pick the pool because it's more accessible. So I'd pick the beach because
1: there's more places to walk and I could build a sand castle and I could play in the water (laughs) and there's just more to do. Though I like to lounge, I get antsy.
2: And I would say the beach. I'm a big beach guy. Love the beach working on trying to figure out when I can get to the beach next. Kylie (laughs) just got back from the beach, so lucky her. All right, and then the last one. Would you rather have a sing-off with Ariana Grande or a dance-off with Rihanna? Iris.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, um, I'm going to say... Oh my gosh, that is so hard. I don't want to do either one. <laughs> <laughs> you went from wanting to do both to wanting to do neither like, one. <laughs> no, no. Well, I definitely am not choosing Ariana Grande because I've seen her skits with Jimmy Kimmel or yeah. Jimmy Fallon where he just whatever and she pops him out. But I will do the dance off with Rihanna if the lights are out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I love your
0: qualifier. <laughs>
1: Susan,
2: how about you? Uh, you well, a singer? Dancer? I'm a
3: singer. I cannot dance. Well, I'm not a singer either. I should clarify. I'm not a singer, but I definitely do not dance. I'm horrible. So you
1: at do dancing. the sing off? Yes. All right. a- I dance off. I have a horrible voice. So
2: I think this would be fun we should make this happen I think so and I would do the sing off with I, I can't dance either so ah. so anyway All thanks right. for playing along everybody would you rather <laughs> Ooh, those were uh, singers today yeah, those are really that. rough yeah. sweating a little with a that hoop. I'll let I just yeah. go ahead and introduce our guest today.
0: well thank you very much I'm so excited to introduce Susan Miller she is the senior director of operations at family service society um, she has a few other hats oh I'm sorry what I said just two weeks in oh (laughs) she has a few other hats that she wears too um she's a mom a super mom um a wife um she sits on the school board at Mrs. Cinewall um she also has a really really cool business that we are going to spend some time deep diving into and learning all about so I am so excited to welcome Susan Miller to the show
3: Thank you. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Great to
0: have you. Uh, Susan has been getting a little of our uh, backstage green room uh, banter today, so I think we got her nice and warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly hope so. Uh, so what we what we usually kind of do is we just like, we want you to just share your story with us. Um, you can start where you like. Um, I do know that you're born and raised in Grant County, so yes, yes. Um, maybe if you'd like to just start there and just share a little bit of that story with us.
3: Sure. So... Uh, typical Midwest middle class upbringing, so and I'm thankful for that. Um, but grew up uh, out in the country, about eight miles from Summitville, six miles from Fairmount, so way out towards 69, out in that direction. And my husband always says, well, oh, farm girl. I'm like, I wasn't a farm girl. Just because you grew up in the country doesn't make you a farm girl or a farm boy. But anyway. Uh, so, so no
0: animals on your no, farm? Just stray yeah. dog and
3: stray cat. Okay. That became ours, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but no, no animals. So anyway, it was um, it was good. So I had two older brothers. And so I definitely know how to hold my own when it comes to scrapping. <laughs> um, I had to do that a lot. Uh and my parents were um, both from this area as well, so um, we I we moved out in the um, country home when I was two, and I was raised my whole life there. Went to Somerville Elementary, um, then on to Madison Grant. So graduated in '94 um Then went on to Ball State for a couple of years and um made some mistakes. So, <laughs> do you we'll ask we'll your call question us. about the. Yeah. <laughs> <What's laughs> <your laughs> like, I'm just gonna go right into my mistake. Yeah. What's your
2: biggest failure? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your biggest failure? <laughs> Marriage <That's>... number
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so well, I we I, call
0: those learning experiences. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's a great way Iris to put it. So frame it. There frame it positively. Yeah, that's what I tell my kids to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um anyway, so it was. Married, went to Texas for a year or two. Um, That did not work out, so marriage ended. Came back home, Um, glad I did. And then it wasn't too long until I found uh, my husband, whose name is also Scott Miller. So,
2: what
3: a guy! (laughs) I know what a guy. Um, He's from Gas City, and so we had a little like early on a little back and forth about you know where we wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously within grant county because all our families are here mm-hmm. so um ended up in gas city and have been there ever since and raising two daughters um tw- now 22 and 18 so oh my gosh it makes oh. you feel very old when you mm-hmm. say that but so that's where we've been and um i'm more than pleased with how things turned out for me so we do like to travel when we can so um but home is home and this is where our families are um my parents. So I have big family. My dad is one of 8, my mom is one of 7. Wow. So <laughs> I have lots of cousins and aunts and uncles and the majority of my family is living in Grant County Still or surrounding here. counties. Mm-hmm. So, I
2: Fantastic. Yeah. How, how did you guys so starting a brewery? Yeah. How did you guys get into the brewery business?
3: Oh, by accident. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, so we have friends of ours, Missy and Dennis Sample. So Scott and I, my husband and I, um, and then would run around together a lot. I mean, as our kids were older and teenagers, you know, they, we didn't have to be home quite as much. So we'd take a Saturday and take off and we started with wineries, went like hit the winery trail, whatever, did all of that um, through central Indiana. And then as breweries became more popular, we transitioned to breweries, um, Dennis, uh, uh, our friend is has been a home brewer for mm-hmm. quite a oh. few years, mm-hmm. so he was familiar with that whole piece and so we would go to the breweries and of course you know sample everything and hang out and have a great time but the guys got to where they would start like talking to the owners talking to the brewers <laughs> asking <know>. questions <laughs> hey can we see your brew room like what kind of a system do you use and all that and so um, it was kind of just like we it was a big joke because they were like oh we could do this we you know i you mean know how they every, went everybody down the does brewery that, right? rabbit hole yeah right? everybody does that well i could make that or we could do that and so that kind of kept on for quite a while and we're like yeah like whatever you know and then um, honestly the space there in Gas City that's kind of what like we just fell in love with that building and we knew that that was an awesome spot could be an awesome spot for and which
1: particular building are you talking
3: about so, in Gas City? Yeah so it's on the corner of 1st and 3rd so it's right across from CVS Pharmacy um, it's always been it was built in 1892 and it has always been a bar or tavern of some kind Oh, wow, wow. Cool. so we went to the the Gassity historical society and we learned a lot about our building um and so we feel we always say like that was kind of the 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 um turning point where we're like okay like maybe we could actually make this happen and that's right there on main street yes right right on main street so we do have a sign in the works that will be up soon so we're super excited about that it's kind of an old school type sign it's going to be really exciting And
1: what's the name of the
3: brewery um brewing company and there's some story behind name change but um anyway we uh so or so we started me meet, having meetings uh pretty much every sunday afternoon in missy and dennis's garage it was just the four of us like kicking around ideas like okay you know what do you guys have to put you know just all of this stuff as far as money and time and we are um all so we ended up with four couples so we we knew early on, OK, this has got to have more than just the two couples because uh, resources, time, all just everything. Right. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of work. So they said to us, you know, you guys go find a partner. We'll find a partner and then let's see how everything works out. And we did. And so um, we each went out and um, found somebody that we thought would be good and we then started having meetings with the four couples um, and kind of talking through everything, and that's kind of how it evolved. All four couples, you know, we're kind of all in that same age bracket where our kids are either college age. Um, the youngest kids are seniors in high school, so we're all soon to be empty nesters. And so, my husband and I were kind of like, "What are we going to do with ourselves?" Like, we're so just gonna replace kids with more work yeah more work <laughs> I, was say, okay. I was gonna say you okay. replace kids, kids with booze yeah. 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 yeah i'm not mad about it my kids yeah. are getting that's ready to get high we, school that's yeah. what we needed after <laughs>
0: raising
2: yeah. our kids oh <laughs> gosh <Now that> <laughs> oh
0: my god so um susan can you when did you guys start those meetings those sunday afternoon meetings like yeah, so time frame Fall 2019
3: 2019 well, okay let's see fall 2019 and then we were um the owners of the building have been very generous with us Mm -hmm. um so early on they were like look you you know we're not going to charge you anything you guys are going to be putting money into it and so we um we got possession of the building april 1st of 2020 so right as covid was was hitting (laughs) well i mean you were working from home by that time right why not work on the brewery (laughs) because now you really need the (laughs) booze exactly (laughs) yeah so we um Anyway, so we just kept meeting and kept working through making lists of what we needed to get done, what we felt like, you know, and I'm not really a risk taker. So I had to like I my kind of my checks and balance to myself was, okay if things fell apart, like every so often I would be like, if things fall apart right now with this, like are we going to be okay? We're not losing anything. We're not losing our house. We're not losing our retirement, you know, our saving, our life savings or whatever. So that was kind of my checks and balance that I would do with myself. And then like, just, you know, Things started opening up. Um, like I said, the building owners were great to us. And then um, we have a really good – so the eight of us, we just have a good um, skill set among us, a mixed skill set. So we have um, – like Dennis was a, is a very big – he's a builder, a construction. And then um, Kirk uh, is an electrician. So um, lots of talents from a remodel, re, re-renovation yeah. um, standpoint. And then um, – yeah, and then I've got some you know business, business kind of background. background. So right now, how it kind of all pans out, we've got you know one girl, one lady that's in charge of really like our social media and mm-hmm. our marketing, and then I'm really kind of the bookkeeper of the group. Um, we have we're open four days a week, so each what couple days? we're open Thursday um, four to ten, Friday four to eleven, t- uh, Saturday two to eleven, and Sunday two to eight. Awesome. So. It's not overwhelming because each couple pick, takes a day, one day a week, and yeah. works the in the brewery. I mean, does the runs the tap room.
2: What, uh, what day was your first? What was opening day? Um, do you remember that day and how long ago was that? Yeah.
3: So August 20th was of 2021 was when we did, we started with, of course, trying to do some soft opening so we right. could kind of test ourselves a little. And so that was, uh, basically like an appreciation day. So mm-hmm. lots of people helped us along the way. Um, and so we just invited them to come. And, um, so that was our, that was our first day. <laughs> and then um, we had, like, two soft openings after that. And then, like, starting September 1st, that was when, you know, we just opened doors for with regular hours. and.
2: So September 1st, 2021.
3: Yes. Let's, let's go so down. we're new still. So yeah.
1: you brew the... Beer there on site, you know the yeah. guys have, were the home brewers, right? Yeah. And so now they've got this tap room and that type of thing. What type of things do you have to offer? Like I'm thinking, oh, I love come check it out, mm-hmm. but I don't drink beer. I normally right. drink wine or, right. or mixed drinks. They have something so. for you, <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. So yeah. for someone who's yeah. not maybe into yep. right. into beer, what kind of things do you have?
3: Food, you know right. that type of thing. So we do not have we have snacks, charcuterie, okay. that kind oh, okay. of stuff. We do not have uh, we really don't have room in the building for a kitchen and we yeah. really did not set out to be a restaurant you're welcome to bring any food in that you want oh. um so a lot of people get pizzas delivered to the brewery as they're hanging out <laughs> what a great or, idea you know, that's
0: my pizza no
3: it's not me- theirs <laughs> <laughs> pick mexican up and bring it in or whatever yeah. so that's yeah that's um as far as we have a 12 tap system so we have 12 different beers we started out with a lot of guest taps obviously because we have a small system what's guest tap mean um so other breweries beers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we only, you know, we started out with like four or five of ours and the rest of them were for other from other breweries because we have a small brewing system and mm-hmm. so it's, it took us a while to kind of get our supply built up and get the hang of things. So now we are up to I think 10 of our own brews and then 12 guest beers. Wow. Um we'll probably keep there's some guest beers we'll probably keep on certain beers that we can't brew or we're not willing to Try brewing, right. like a sour, <laughs> if you know, a sour beer is really a different brew uh, style, different brewery method. So we have that. We have wine slushies. Mm-hmm. So we keep there's my thing for me. two <laughs> kinds of wine slushies on at all times. And we try to kind of rotate those um, every week or two. We'll have a different um, wine slushie. So and then we do homemade root beer. So it's very uh, a lot of sassafras. So it kind of tastes like the eighteen twelve root beer that you would get, like the old style root beer,
0: but not like a boozy root beer. Okay, no, it's alcohol. Okay, yeah, okay.
3: And then we've got sodas and water and chips and salsa and pub mix and all of
0: that kind of stuff. Nice. So So, um, I have lots of questions with regards to you know, I've. You've just painted this beautiful picture. And I know things uh, <laughs> have not <nothing. laughs> are not always right. Um, and and I think that's important when we talk about like businesses. And obviously one of my biggest questions is you could have picked anywhere to put this brewery. Yeah. Why did you, I mean, other than you already told us you fell in love with the business or the the location building. or the building, oh my gosh, words. Um, you fell in love with the building, but I mean, were there any other locations that you potentially looked at or was that the only one or you knew you wanted to stay in Grant County just because- Oh yeah, yeah. like
3: all of us are from Grant County mm-hmm. and all of us have raised our kids in Grant County. Like this is home, so we did yeah. not want to be anywhere else for sure. Um, this is going to sound really crazy, <laughs> and we've not told a lot of people this. The, very, far, the very first <laughs> building Exclusive. that we, no, because it's, it's really crazy on our part. We look back now and think, what in the world were we thinking? So the yeah. very first building that we like had this uh, the idea for was the old fireworks factory that's now being torn down oh. in Gas oh. City. It's obviously huge, and we would not have used it all, but it's it was very cool. Like We walked through, and there's parts of the building where there was no roof, but yet all the walls so you know you're thinking cornhole games and just a cool yeah. hangout space so that was which I'm really glad we did not um <laughs> go that route because we because that we whole a, checking to make yeah. sure you're not losing your house. yeah and that, that would have been like definitely money pit central I feel like and so um but that was the fir- that was the only other building we looked at and that <laughs> was just very and it was just more way more than what we could you know handle so I was really glad that that we ended up where we were like a grow into space not a start out space and (laughs) i would say you know there's breweries that are 21 and older and then there's breweries that are um, like we are which allow kids in there Mm -hmm. and um that was very important to us and we had some discussion early on because there was a at least one partner that really um wanted to be 21 and older and we and uh, I guess the moms in the group were like, no, you know, like this is not. So we kind of our vision for the business all along was really to be that family friendly, like connecting place. Oh, um, so we've went to a lot of breweries that are like that and that's what we wanted to be. So um, that was like really important to us. And I think. Um, like we have a lot of plans to do some um, give backs and and really like um, you know supporting the school system and, and just doing mm. things that we can raise money for for different um, different things that are passion points for us. So very cool.
2: What What are the best ways that our community can help support you um, with this venture? So, you know, if you think about Grant County as a whole, how can we best help yeah. you get this thing? Clicking yeah, the way you want it to.
3: That's a that's a great question. So obviously coming there would be wonderful. Um, and I we <laughs> I totally get it. Like I'm honestly not a huge beer drinker. Like I had I've done some of that. Obviously, as we went to breweries and I like to try stuff. But, um, um, but just like coming there and, um, you know, even if you're not coming there to drink, just we just want it to be a great connecting place. Um, so I think that is probably the best. Um, obviously spreading the word. We're trying to do a lot of activities. We have single every other, we have singo every other Thursday and then trivia, live trivia. There you um, go, Scott. You can <laughs> you can <explain> start yourself. <laughs> so we just up. had yeah. trivia last night, Scott. <laughs> is it,
2: and is wait. it every week or?
3: Every Thursday. So we have trivia and then single trivia and then single. So it's every other.
0: Okay. Wait, what's single? Yeah.
3: Singo is like music bingo, so you don't have to sing. That's like the <laughs> big thing. I tell you do not have to sing, but they play thirty-second snippets of songs, and then your bingo card is the song titles. Oh, so if oh, you know my them, husband
1: would kill that
3: game. It's a lot of fun. Like yeah. I, when I, even when we're not like, if we're not working that particular Thursday, we still go up because it's just a lot of fun. And um, like they'll do an eighties theme or party rock or whatever. And so like Emma, my daughter, I always pull her with me because she knows. The younger, like the <laughs> right, the hip <hip-hopper, laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: nice. So,
3: um, so we're doing that. So, we're doing that. We did like a little painting class, um, um where we had an instructor come and paint like a wine and paint night. Ooh, um, we need to do that, yeah. We're gonna do a blood drive coming up. We don't have a date set yet, but we're working on that with the Indiana Blood Bank. Um, so a lot of just Events for all is really what we're looking at. Um, we cool. have we have some um, like phase two of our project is to try to get an outdoor space, mm-hmm. um, which if you know the building at all, that's like there's no outdoor space. <laughs> um, but behind the building is an alley and then there's a um, another old building that goes with our property. And so we're hoping to demolish that and make mm-hmm. that an outdoor um, patio. So that's. Hopefully, going to happen this spring or summer. Um,
2: if you're yeah. at maximum capacity, how many people can you can you hold? Uh, I think it's fifty six. Okay, so it's relative. So it's a 60. small space. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, it's not not huge. It's a very like long narrow building, mm-hmm. and then our brew room is in the back. So,
0: um, yeah. It's- what do you think has been um, one of the most unusual or craziest things that you feel like you've learned about brewing beer oh gosh
3: <laughs> I haven't learned much about brewing <laughs> the guys kind of handle all that but um oh that's a good question that's a stumper zinger I know right uh, I'm just amazed at like y- like the recipes and then all that goes into it like the mm. science behind it I think probably. So like right now we've got huge shelves with probably 50 different kinds of hops, which some smell good, some do not. Um, So so I think just, yeah, just the science Mm -hmm. behind it, everything that it takes to, that it goes into it um, as far as ingredients, but then also just the process.
0: And you said earlier um, you had guest um, guest brewers in your taps until Mm -hmm. you had others. How long does it take? Until a brew is ready.
3: It depends on what you are, what you've, what beer you've made. So some of them are only like, they have to set two weeks. Oh. So that's probably on the like minimum side. And then some of them are setting like two months. Oh. So it kind of depends on which, what type of beer. Hmm. Interesting. So, Yeah.
1: This episode of Where We Landed is sponsored by Nick McKinley State Farm and Mortgage Company located right next to Marion High School on 26th Street. Nick loves this community and is always giving back by supporting things like this podcast. You can support this community too by purchasing your insurance through Nick. You get to enjoy State Farm's amazingly low rates and his team's remarkable customer service. And did we mention he can also help you get pre-approved for your next home loan or even refinance because Nick has teamed up with Rocket Mortgage. Nick McKinley State Farm is your one-stop shop. Give him a call or text at 765-674-BANK. That's 765-674-2265. Don't have time to talk on the phone? Send him an email at nick at NickHasmyBack.com. Thank you, Nick McKinley State Farm and Mortgage Company, for sponsoring today's podcast. Like a good neighbor, Nick McKinley State Farm is there. So I'm going to go off on a tangent which since you know me is pretty normal for me um you left and went to Texas for a while Mm -hmm. and had life experience there and Mm -hmm. then came back Mm -hmm. obviously you came back because family was here Mm -hmm. and you needed that safety net and Mm -hmm. and that rooted piece but I always think when you were coming back what were some of the things you were hopeful for or looking forward to Mm -hmm. because you had been away from home like the things Mm -hmm. that you missed Mm -hmm. what drew What were those things that kind of drew you back here? Yeah, that's
3: a good question. Um, I'm kind of a small town girl, so I'm not really, I don't, I don't particularly love big cities. I love to, I, am okay visiting them, but it's not something that I'm, um, I wouldn't necessarily want to live in a big city. So that, I, I like Grant County because of that. Um, I like the rural, ruralness of it. Um, Small town feel. So that was something because the, what we, where we lived in Texas was army base, um, Mm City, so pawn shops and barber shops on every corner and car lots, you know, because that's what military. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah. is important. That's yep. what they have to have. So, so I was looking forward to coming back and seeing much more green. Um, I'm a, <laughs> Iris. Knows this about me. <laughs> so we we did a, the Berkman. Um, it's not necessarily a personality um, assessment, but similar along those lines. And so, nature is a big energizer for me. So like when I'm feeling the stress or i really just mm-hmm. need take time away, like you could find me like at matter park mm-hmm. on my lunch hour or whatever, mm-hmm. just because that's a big energizer for me. Mm-hmm. So nice. um,
0: lumberjack, Susan, lumberjack. Thanks, lumberjack. Susan. <laughs> like, I,
3: first of all, we don't camp or do any of that. <laughs> Although I would love to, like that's a goal of mm-hmm. mine someday, but just being out in nature is just something mm-hmm. that I love. So great. You yep. know, Grant County is great for
0: that. And, so, yeah, well, I think that also is one of the questions we always try to make sure that we ask about, too, is, you know, yes, you have, you know, big responsibilities like you do. Every every one of mm-hmm. these individuals in this group that, you know, run this brewery have mm-hmm. full time jobs. Right. Um, but you've also added this onto, you know, your plate. So essentially it's a second job. So what are you doing to make sure that you are maintaining? Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh, you know where I'm going with this. What what is your self-care? God,
3: <laughs> I, I don't always do well at that. You know that. But um yeah, it's easier with the with my mm-hmm. kids being older, right? Mm-hmm. So um I can sneak moments here and there. Um I'm gonna totally tell on myself. So yet yesterday, I my my mom called me. It was through the day. A lot of times we talk on my lunch hour, and so she was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm totally hiding out at Matter Park eating chocolate cheesecake from Fazoli's." <gasps> she was just like, "Oh, okay. so uh, that sounds amazing." So I know, right? I just trying to be intentional about this, pulling away those small moments, mm-hmm. and you know. So like, I will share if you like cheesecake. I love cheesecake chuck wagon has really oh, really thick,
1: yummy cheesecake <laughs> okay i had some last go. night yeah. with my pizza so. Oh, it's okay. oh, in I, a cooler right by the checkout didn't even know they I'll had cheese and they have like ding dong yeah. cupcakes that you can't see through the through the radio but they're literally like softball <laughs> yeah. size they're amazing
3: okay oh my god nice i'm a big sweets person though. that's
1: my yeah self-care <laughs> feed me anything that's exactly. bad for
3: me <laughs> give me the chocolate and the nature together
0: chocolate yeah
2: yeah. S- Susan, you, you also have been very involved in the community and, yeah. um, I'm curious as to how you decided to serve on the school board. Cause that can be a pretty thankless job Yeah, and, um, what made you decide to do that and how long have you been doing that?
3: Oh, okay. As far as how long, I think six years, I'm not 100% positive about that, but I believe six years. Um, obviously my kids went to, went to Mrs. Cinewall. One of them still in as a senior, just kind of finishing up. Um, a lot of it is how, I mean, this sounds very cliche, but a lot of it is how I was raised. Like my, my parents were, they gave to their community. I mean, they were involved in a lot. They still are even in their retirement age. And so I've just been taught that way that, you know, you need to give back. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so some of that was, uh, some of that was, through that. Um, I just feel like education is the vehicle out of so much. So I'm just, it's a passion point for me, honestly. Um, and then, uh, our oldest daughter went through some not so great times. And so that was another thing. Like I felt like I needed to know more about what was happening in the schools. Um, just so I could know, like, you know, you're only getting one side of things. Um, and so I wanted to know more about, okay, how can this how can others have a better experience?
1: Um, and so what would you share from that? What have you learned that as a parent who's not on the school board but feels that same way, like I want to know the other mm-hmm. side because mm-hmm. I only get my kids' perspective? What right. are some insights that you have?
3: Um, well, just, I, I mean, this as as we all know sitting here, like public schools are – inundated with trying to meet all the needs um, the needs that parents sometimes don't give um, to their kid or provide and so I think it's just that I felt like after getting involved that we have a really good team there and people are doing the very best that they can you know most overall they're doing the very best they can to get all those needs met for kids and you know it's like it's it's complex right I mean it's not it's it's just not simple so I feel like you know really supporting public education is really big Um, we go to the school board conferences and that's one of the biggest things you know I mean I know public education sometimes gets a bad rap or takes a hit but you know it is the equalizer in our world and I just feel like it's it's a very worthy cause and I'll ask a Scott question. So what can
1: we do as yeah. the community to help in that space, either sure. to the teachers or the administrators? Um, I know we live in Oak Hill school district and that's where my kids go. And so I've been really blessed to be very engaged with mm-hmm. their teachers and the teachers mm-hmm. respond to me quickly, but I'm always thinking like, what could mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. actually provide back to them? And the mm-hmm. teachers will always say stuff for the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. But I really want to pour into the, right. um, them so what are some thoughts you have i think here? just
3: understanding and support and you know if you he- hearing the negativity if, if if you hear any of that you know you need to i mean the people need to go the proper channels to get that addressed because there's just so much that can feed it can become toxic right yeah. with just so much of the negativity but i mean if you take the time to truly go to your school board meetings i mean you know that's something that amazes me um you know very often we have no one from the public at our meetings mm, yeah. and it's like well you want you know if you want to make a difference you need to go and you need to learn like what yeah. we're doing and what we're trying to do and and be a true partner in that way and not you know not just spread negativity i'll so, give you the uh-huh. dangerous opportunity when are your school board yeah. meetings <laughs> yeah that's okay uh, mm-hmm. no i have no the first and the third monday of the month at six thirty, and, and they're at the admin building right yes right? for missus yeah so I, yeah i just think you know overall it's just it's just support and and um and that can be, doesn't necessarily have to be a tangible, you know, I'm taking, you know, uh, snacks in for the teachers. I mean, that's great, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that they would appreciate that. But it can just be more an overall of feeling of, look, I know it's not easy, you know, and yeah. just kind of that understanding piece. Mm-hmm. So,
2: You've also been involved in family services. I think you said for over a decade that yes. you've worked there. What attracted you to family services mm-hmm. and You know, as you're thinking about the next year, what are the things that you think are really important for that organization Mm -hmm. as it moves forward?
3: Yep. So that is a piece of my heart, huge piece of my heart. Um, I started um, in banking and I worked my way up. You know, from a teller window to a loan processor to commercial lending loan processor. I went to commercial lending school um, to be a commercial loan officer, and at that point, I was like, mm, "No, not what I want." It's too cutthroat. Mm-hmm. It was. It's yeah. it's just very. It was not for me. So I shifted. I went. Actually worked at Marion Community Schools and their administration office and did worked with their grants um, and did that for a couple of years. Worked with a wonderful lady, Dr. Ginger Studebaker, who. I adore. Um, She was a great mentor to me. And then that's how I found out about Family Service Society. So Marion used family services a lot. And I was writing the grants. So I needed to make sure we were carving out money for their services. And so that's how I learned about the agency. And then um, opening came up and and I landed there. And I do not, I mean, it's been the best thing ever. So um, just really, that's yeah, just my heart, and um, I'm excited about where the agency has been going over the past five or six years. Um, we have a wonderful leader um, in Lisa Domnici, and um, I'm just excited. Um, I'm excited about the partnership with Grant Blackford, what that can mean for our community. I feel like, oh my goodness, like it's. That's just going to be awesome because I feel like the continuum of care is going to be great Um, services that, you know, we can't provide, they can and vice versa has always kind of been that um, piece that's been underlying. And now with um, the two agencies coming together, I'm excited to see what that means. for I'm just really
1: impressed. You guys are stepping into such a
3: scary space Mm -hmm.
1: and showing so much trust and partnership Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to make it happen. It's pretty cool. Thanks.
0: It's not going to be easy. We know that. But. <laughs> well, and, and if I can chime in just a little bit, because um, Susan, you're very humble, um, and I just want to, I know, she's already telling me to stop. I haven't mm. even said anything yet, um, but I just want to make sure that, you know, our listeners know and understand uh, the role that Susan plays. Um, she is what I would call, like, our connector. She brings all the important people to the table and then helps write these grants, and over the course of the last 12 years that she's been with Family Services, she I, she probably doesn't keep track of what that number is but the amount of funds that she has brought into this community and when i say community i mean grant county as a whole um, the amount of money that she has brought into this community and the impact that that has had for kids Uh, kids, specifically kids, you know, when you say your heart, your heart is kids, Um, but to the tune of like millions and millions and millions of dollars. So And we
1: don't, as grant writers, track that, right? We're like, oh, that grant's going to the next one. So that's why
0: I need to toot your horn, because I just want everybody to know and understand that you know, you're, you're very quiet and you're very humble and you put your head down and you do amazing work.
1: Which is amazing. part of this show, mm-hmm. right? Is Absolutely. That there's so many amazing people that we see every day or that mm-hmm. we walk by every day mm-hmm. that are making this a mm-hmm. huge impact on Grant County and um love this mm-hmm. place. And so trying to change and be aware of that narrative and the yeah. amazing things we have here.
0: I, I did Thank neglect you. to mention in your um, intro you, anyway. in your intro that you're also an Athena Award winner, so that Aww. that is a big deal around here too. So and the uh, MC of the Bloom Conference,
3: yeah, <laughs> that conference by the way, I love that conference. I am so excited about it this enough year. enough to MC it again. I don't. I'll do whatever. <laughs> I'll put her on the spot. I'll, <laughs> I'll do whatever because you guys did a great job yeah. with that. Seriously, mm-hmm. I came mm-hmm. back to work like telling everybody like, oh my gosh, like Whoa. what's happening again? So, I know. <laughs>
0: So yeah, could, could awesome. you
2: walk us through? Mm-hmm. There are some people who are listening to this podcast that may not know what family services society does or who they are reaching out to. And could you share just a little bit about the sure. group and, and if people know people that might, need those services?
3: Yeah, of course. So we have a variety of services that we provide. We have um, Hands of Hope, which is pretty well known um, in our community, I think, and that's all around anti-violence. So anybody that may find themselves in a domestic violence situation, and remember that doesn't have to be physical mm-hmm. um, abuse. It can be mental as well um, or other other forms of abuse. So um, that that is a great – we have great services around that. We Everything from just – we just rolled out our mobile advocacy. So what that means is if you're in that situation, and you need help, you can call and someone will come to you wherever you're at and whatever you need. So that is um, has been exciting to see that kind of evolve. Um, w- there's also prevention services around that. So we um, Rosalind Turcot is awesome. And I think she is in every grant county school. Um, and she's delivering those messages about like, you know, hands are not for hitting and like anti-bullying and those very important messages to those students that, you know, are going to someday be adults and in relationships themselves. So, um, very proud of those services. Uh, we also have school-based services. So we are in Oak Hill and Mrs. Cinnawal, and we also work closely with Eastbrook. Um, and we have, um, everything from kind of psychoeducational programs, life skills programs to full blown counseling provided. And that's something that is exciting because we're seeing that grow. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, the need for that is growing in our youth. Um, so we're just trying to meet that need as best we can. And so we have um, counselors and therapists that are doing that in the schools. And then, of course, our, you know, our probably our biggest piece is our office based counseling. Um, I'm Don't quote me on this, but I'm thinking we have about 10 full-time therapists on staff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everything from, you know, I I just did the United Way presentation. I was thinking if everything from, you know, difficulties with your teenager to life transitions, job changes, grief. um, I mean, we all. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like all of these things that, you know, life throws at us. Pandemic issues and anxiety around Mm -hmm. that. Um, So. Trauma. Trauma, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So just those counseling services, I feel like, are critical for a lot in our community.
2: If people did want to reach out, what's the best way to connect? So is it via phone? Is it via Mm -hmm. email? Do they... Google it, you know, how, how, yeah. how, would somebody best reach out to family services or hands of hope? Right. So
3: really ev- any of those ways, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously phone's probably the most common. Um, so uh, 662-9971 um, is our phone number. And so that, you know, they can get straight to our intake specialist and get an appointment. Um, there also is a uh, way to reach out on our website, famservices.com. So if someone would rather reach out that way and um, we, we can do that. So
1: And we always ask our interviewees these kind of fun questions. So, we're obviously a podcast, but we like to go down rabbit holes. So, what are you (laughs) watching, listening, reading? Um, Are there any books or podcasts you would recommend or TV shows you're nerding out on? Okay.
3: Keep in mind, I don't have a lot of time, (laughs) but my Mm -hmm. husband and I are watching the Ozarks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ozark. Ozark. And so everybody loves Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm not currently reading book. I only I really only read books when I'm on vacation or, you know, I'm going to have a break Mm -hmm. from something and I read totally for pleasure. I don't read self-help books. That's that's good. We like those, too. Um. I'm fascinated by the Amish lifestyle, so I read those. They usually have happy endings, and the simple lifestyle is what I long for sometimes. So I think it's like I crave that simplicity of, I don't know that I want no electricity, but, you know, just like... Because you can't give up texting, so uh, I mean, right? Exactly, <laughs> I can have my emojis. So anyway, so that's kind of what I read when I do read um, trying to think.
1: I love historical romance like I read for pleasure not yeah, for yeah. work and
3: yeah, I just want to yeah, veg out. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's oh not real exciting there. No, just that's the Eagle we love wash sharing last that. at the ceremony, so again like Ooh. I try to fit the nature stuff in there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So
2: Yeah, you I love that. that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's about 12.
2: Really? 12 It's amazing.
3: I remember like being
1: a kid and eagles were like this rare bird that you only stall at the zoo. Right. And now they're They're making a comeback. Yeah. And now I drive past Oak Hill and they're like just hanging out in the field. I'm like, that's (laughs) so weird.
3: Yeah. So,
2: If you had a friend come to town uh, that was not from Grant County, what would you take them to do?
3: Oh, Um, Good question. To the brewery. To the brewery. brewery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would probably take them. I'm loving like all the growth in Marion as far as like Ashley's ice cream and Obie's Mm -hmm. and just all those shops, Envy and um, Linda Harmon's shop. And so I think I would take them to some of that stuff um, for sure. We Um, do have some really cool fun boutiques, don't we? Because I think of like Wispy Pine and Mama Pearson, Exactly. yeah, yeah. So Bains. I think Bains. I would take them there, um, and then I don't know beyond that. You know, we have a great ma- matter parks, wonderful. So depending on what it what it's like, I would take them there yeah. as far as. Well, you go in the winter. <laughs> I don't go there in the winter time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hide,
1: <laughs> hibernate. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe a wrap up question for you is if you could improve upon something in our community, or if you see an area that we could as a community come behind or come together to solve an issue, what would that issue be from your perspective?
3: So this is easy for me. It's a bigger focus on youth. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, just we've tried to create some programming at Family Services around youth that um, we thought were really cool. We worked really hard at. And unfortunately, it's not a priority to, I don't feel like it's a big priority for a lot of our local government. Yeah. So that would be my wish that they would prioritize youth services. Yeah. That feels like a big off air
1: conversation <laughs> as I'm a policy nerd. I'm like, what? <laughs> the government's not doing something. <laughs> anyway, <can> change that.
2: <laughs> you know, I've, I've gotten to know Jim Suter a little bit over the last couple of years. And, and, um, I know that's a huge focus for him, like the YMCA and the Boys mm-hmm. and Girls Club. And how do you help the next generation mm-hmm. uh, that's coming after you? And so I, I connect with that. And yeah. and, uh, and I think that's really important.
3: And that's not to say there's not great things for our sure. youth. I just yeah. feel like there needs to be more. And I'm very much about second chances. Right. And so those youth that are headed down the wrong path, I want to save them. That's mm-hmm. just my heart. Yeah. So And I know we can't save them all, but still, it's like, come on. Let's yep. do more than we're doing. But we should be trying to. Exactly. You
1: can't mm-hmm. save them all, but the ones you do save, it's life changing. Yeah. right? So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah.
2: so I could see your eyes light up a little bit when talking about kids and talking about your job. What's the favorite part of your job? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Hanging out with Iris. <laughs> <laughs> She's the.
0: Fun. I, might, I might make it a little louder. <laughs> That's probably about it.
3: <laughs> you know, I think it's the variety. Um, I I like. My, you know, my, my daughter, especially my 18 year old, she's like, mom, I could not do it. like you sit all day like you and I really and I don't like that part of it. I'll be honest. I'm I try to do better, at you know, moving, but um, but it's the variety of work. So it's everything from writing a grant about something for youth to um, reporting out on another project that may be, you know, something completely different. So for me, it's just wearing you know, part of being the size of agency we are is that you do wear multiple hats. I mean, we all do. And so I think I like that variety. I like that it's not, you know, the same thing every day. It's, um, and I just like to see, I like to see things from beginning
0: to fruition, you know, so that for me is. And it's work with purpose, yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Not that I'm saying that most work doesn't have purpose, but when it connects to your mission, mm-hmm. it's it's work with purpose. Yeah. Getting out of bed's a little easier each day.
2: Yeah. Oh. Susan, thank you so much for coming in. Thank it's been you. really great to know your story a little bit better and to hear all the things that you're doing in our community. So thank you for serving on the school board thanks Mm -hmm. for starting a new business Mm -hmm. um and it's been awesome to have you
1: okay and now i'm gonna gonna go to a brewery normally (laughs) i avoid them (laughs) 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 so you are listening to where we landed make sure that you are liking us following us downloading your episodes we do release every thursday wherever you listen to podcasts Mm
2: Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.